0: Today on the National Basketball Association edition of Lighting Money on Fire. Get out your foam red number one fingers because Carmelo Anthony is a Chicago Bull, baby. Oh my goodness. Chicago Bears fans finally have something to cheer about. We're excited to talk about that. But not only that, we're also going to delve into the Joel Embiid and Russell Westbrook. I don't even know. If, is it a feud? Is it a rivalry? It's something. And it's, there's some darkness in there. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> and of course, we, got, we have to talk about the insane reascension of Derrick Rose. It's basically like a Chicago Bulls edition, sort of, of the Light and Money on Fire podcast with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy.
1: Way to make it sound cool. Yeah, it's not
0: going to be nearly that cool. <laughs> And not going to be about the Bulls very much at all.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, Gar- Carmelo goes to the Bulls, but that doesn't matter. The Bulls are going to cut him immediately. Yes, they're going to waive him. That's He's correct. going to be a free agent. So th- the point of this is twofold in my mind. Although let's get to that after we talk about last week's bets. Oh, great. Because that's what we're here for. One bet. One bet. We both had it locked and loaded, ready to go as the podcast began. It's always we a start good talking sign. About the bet. We're like, yeah, that's the one. We both knew it. It was the, uh, the Jazz were traveling to play the L.A. Clippers, who have been outkicking their coverage, as I like to say in football. Or like in dating. Or in dating, but that's a football colloquialism. Yes. So there you go. Um, and the Clippers have stopped outkicking the coverage, by the way. It looks like their leg got a little tired. Am I right? Because they kind of suck now. They're still,
0: uh, they're still uh, you know, over
1: 500. It's yeah, but good. they, they kind of suck.
0: Of course they kind of suck. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, the jazz, who had been underkicking the coverage for the majority of the sure, year, had been squibbing it, had finally been surging and they still are surging the jazz were getting two points. We were like, that looks like a good bet. You thought the Jazz were giving two I thought they 1, were, and I wanted it. to make the bet for yeah. sure. I yeah. was like, the Jazz minus two, easy. Let's go. It's a Jazz plus two, slam yeah. dunk. We won the bet by 20.
0: It was 129 to 109. So, yeah, no problem on that one. Yeah, super piece of cake.
1: Basically, don't believe in the Clippers. That is the message.
0: Doc Rivers, overrated as a coach. Clippers,
1: overrated as a team. Danilo Gallinari, Italian. <laughs> 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 yeah, so. What else must I say? I mean, I'm a quarter Italian. It's allowed. I can say these things. Right.
0: You can say it. Danilo and I, we share a pasta Italian.
1: every once in a while. A glass of red wine. We talk about how he has no knees because he refused traditional Western surgeries. Do you know about this? Nope. Oh, my goodness. Danilo Gallinari, if you remember, when he was on the Nuggets, was considered like a young up-and-coming absolutely. Poten- potential star. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. He missed two years because he did not want to get surgery on his torn ACL, and he went to some, like hills in Europe somewhere, to get holistic treatment. Really? And it fucked him up. He lost a ton of speed. He's never going to be the same. It's it's like he tore his ACL in the old days. Wow. I did not know anything about that.
0: That's amazing. Yeah.
1: How did the Nuggets allow that to happen? I guess. I mean, there's nothing in the contract, I suppose. So what I are you going to do? I don't,
0: I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe there's just nothing they can do. But it sounds like you think they'd be able to educate him. But I guess... People are dumb everywhere.
1: I mean, it could just be a, a pure fear of surgery, you know. And I, I get that surgery's scary. I mean, yeah, surgery's scary. That's true. By the way, the Clippers, who we
0: are putting down, did just beat last night the the San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio.
1: Ah, whatever. San Antonio is all pretenders too. I mean, okay, but not not as much. Popovich might be a great president, but he ain't no good coach. Wow, that's so intense that you said that. I know.
0: Anyway, <laughs> so, um yeah, Gallinari, let's talk about him some more, though. What were you saying? Oh, that's anything it. More well, that, that's oh, about it. You know. So he basically pulled the Steve Jobs, and it didn't work yeah. for either one of them? Yeah. I mean, obviously, Gallinari's was a bit lower stakes than the Steve Jobs move. <laughs> Gall- Gallinari is averaging 19 points a game. I oh, will say that. I, I, Six rebounds.
1: Is, Gallinari is a, a starter in the NBA still. 45% from three. Yeah. So Woo! He's, he's a good offensive player. He's a yeah. terrible defensive player. Terrible. Mostly because he has zero lateral quickness, you know, because he tore his ACL and didn't get it treated properly. That's a big reason, mm. um, but he is not what he could have been. Is what I'm saying.
0: Gotcha. Would, he did By the way, he didn't miss two full seasons. He missed the entire 2013 season. He played 71 games in 2012 and 59 games in 2014. Okay. Well, just but but he but he only played. He played a lot less in 2014. So it goes back to your point. Only averaged 12 points. Only played 24 minutes a game. So he was not he was not fully recovered by any means at all that right. year. So that that goes to your point.
1: Yeah. Okay. Misspoke a little there. I suppose. Yeah, that's cool. But it's cool. Point, point's the same. He, I, I yeah. imagine his career would be different right now if he had gotten traditional surgery. I mean, guys come back from that fully now. Yeah. And
0: pretty quickly in a, in a year or less. Right. Even less a lot of the time.
1: Right. So, so anyway, that was our best bet last week. That came in hard. Hard. You know, I say this every week. It's a guarantee, people. No, I mean, you can't... We are not professional
0: sports bettors, mostly. Um, but even if we were, you can't... Like, you should never take our word for it. This is not... You should never be construed as advice or... Or gambling advice, or something you should do with
1: your money. But you're a fucking idiot if you don't. You are really stupid if you're not actually betting these games. That we're I mean, you're you basically Steve Jobs saying, "No, I'll just put some incense on my cancer. It's going to be fine." <laughs> we're
0: going to call all of you DeNeo from here on out
1: <laughs> because you
0: apparently want to rub mint and wheat on your knee <laughs> instead of getting science taken care of. We are the science. That's our new. That's our new thing. We are the science. We'll break it down. We'll put it back together. It's, it's usually, you, you basically are rich right now if you just do what we say.
1: Except that, we're, you know, this is not advice and not. Please do not construe any of this as advice
0: <laughs> yeah. because, really, legally, we get in a lot of trouble.
1: Also, we're actually not
0: like super awesome at it. We're not. Yeah. Um, but we have been winning. We definitely are, we're definitely making money this year that's on our neat. show. Yeah, that's cool. It is. It's pretty neat. The Clippers bet's probably not going to come in though. That so, under 36. Oh, yeah.
1: They are a little too good for our liking on that bet. Yeah. I'm but, sorry to
0: say, but a lot of the other bets have come. in. Got out. the Detroit Lions. That was nice. That was super sweet.
1: Okay. So let's talk about some of the news around the ENBA. <laughs> um, okay. But the National Basketball Association, is that what you're referring to? I call it the ENBA. Okay. Because I'm pretty sweet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. We can talk about Carmelo. Yeah. Is it Carmelo or Fab Mello? Fab Mello is dead. Really? Yeah. Are you, I am. Are you serious? Since when?
0: Been a few years. what did he die from? He just had a heart attack. That sucks. Yeah. Now I feel
1: like a dick. Yeah. Well, was he he was a bust before he died, or he
0: Oh, he was an instant. The Celtics took him with the pick right after Jared Sollinger. I think they took Sollinger 22 and Fab Mello 23, the same draft. Yeah. Fab Mello lasted literally one year. And I don't think they were able to trade him. I think they just let him go. He
1: was a big-time prospect for a little bit in college, right?
0: Yeah, he is one of those like, you know, athlete guys who like super super raw and they thought maybe we can make this work and then they saw him for you and like we absolutely cannot make this work and no one else either could either and then he was dead
1: man that it all happened real fast i did not know he died yeah well i'm sorry to say that i made a joke about him then well you know we can joke about other dead people we do- we joked about steve jobs already whatever fuck <laughs> exactly <it>. let's go <laughs> 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 all right george washington can suck it all right carmelo Carmelo Anthony to the Bulls. Right. As we said, he's not actually going to play in the Bulls. They're going to immediately release him. He will be a free agent.
0: So, yeah. So, what happened was the Rockets wanted to free up a roster spot for Kenneth Farid. And uh, they did wave one of their other guys, but it's a guy they didn't really want to wave, So, they moved Carmelo and Cash to the Bulls. It actually, uh, Woj has not yet announced what the Bulls are sending back, but it's almost guaranteed a second-round pick that's protected, like, top 55 or something like that. So, it's a pick that will never come in, and everyone knows it. So, I think that's maybe why he's not even um, reporting it yet, but eventually it'll get reported as something like that. Um, but essentially it's a free, here's some money, take Carmelo off our hands and then you can cut him. We don't care. And the bulls have already announced they're cutting him. The Lakers have already said they might be interested, but they're not sure if they have a guy they're willing to cut for Carmelo, which is fair because Carmelo, Carmelo kind of blows and it's just a headache to have on your team.
1: Why would the Lakers do this to themselves? I'll tell you why Why did the Rockets do that, this to themselves.
0: Okay. The Lakers would do it because LeBron has said he has always wanted to play with Carmelo. They're good friends, and LeBron has an insane pull.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: The Rockets did it because Daryl Morey was hoping that Carmelo was not the guy he saw the last few years. Somehow
1: putting him in the Rocket system would change him.
0: Right. That, like, with Chris Paul and James Harden, he'd get a million open shots. It would be really easy for him, and he'd have a big revitalization he was wrong, but it didn't cost him. It was like a really low-risk thing Did for Did they to give do. him enough
1: of a chance in, in Houston? He barely got a shot. Well, I think, you know, they were they, they saw him in practice every day. Yeah, that's true. Like, they knew what they had with him.
0: Houston started off 0-4. If Carmelo was good, I think they would have been like, cool, man, please save the day. That's not what happened. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I think it's just uh, they knew what they had and they didn't like it. <laughs> this is my very strong, my strong guess at this point anyway.
1: Yep. Yep. Okay. Carmelo. I guess LA is probably the only place he might end up if he doesn't end up in the Lakers. Where is a place that would even Ah, consider taking Carmelo?
0: That's an interesting question. By the way, here's Carmelo's numbers, just so we all are talking about the same thing. He actually played 29 minutes a game in 10 games for Houston. He scored 13 and a half points. He shot 40% from the field, 33% from three, five and a half rebounds. It's sort of normal Carmelo numbers. He must have just been hell to play with and work with. And like the opposite of what they want to do, right? They want to move. They want to whip the ball around. They want James Harden to penetrate and either get fouled, hit a layup, or someone else shoot an open three. Like, that's all they're really interested in doing, right? So Carmelo doesn't want to do that. He wants to shoot 20-footers with a guy on him after using up most of the shot clock.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and not get fouled. And not pass.
0: Right. So that's probably the problem. But they should have known that going in. Anyway, you were saying, what team might be interested? I think the only teams that would be interested in Carmelo are teams that feel like they need a box office draw. Who would see him as a box office draw at this point? He's or already le- played in New York. That's where he grew up. So the Knicks don't care anymore and want to lose the Nets. I don't think, I mean, it's Brooklyn,
1: but he was already playing in New York. The Nets York. are too good to fuck up their thing with Carmelo They like right their now. kids.
0: They don't want to mess it up. Yeah. Does
1: anyone else see him as a, enough of a draw to sign him? I I'm trying LeBron? to think of teams that might not be filling the seats because their teams aren't that exciting, like Orlando.
0: I don't know. Maybe. But they've got kids. Like, do they want to mess up? They got a lot of young players. They got Mo Bamba. They got Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. They have Aaron Gordon. Do they really want to screw this up with Carmelo? Like, you don't really want to win more games anyway. If he's bad, who cares? You're already bad. If he's good, you're winning more games and then you hurt your draft position. Like, it's almost like you want to bring him in to a team that's playing a little over their heads who wants to actually tank. Maybe the Clippers should bring him in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe they should. You know? I'm trying to think of a team that's, like, got a bunch of old players on it. They don't have a lot of youth that he could fuck up, but they still suck. Could, um, could a team
0: like Memphis – Memphis is likely going to trade um, Gasol and Conley. Yeah, Memphis is fucked. They're 19 and 27. They don't care. They're happy to lose. They're going to need someone to take a lot of shots. I know Jaron Jackson's one of those guys, but is, 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 is there enough other young guys who they want to feed anyway? Maybe Carmelo just helps them to lose a lot yeah, more. Yeah, Memphis,
1: maybe Cleveland. They only have, like, Colin Sexton is their only really young piece, right? And Carmelo's not going to fuck up Colin Sexton. He's a point guard. Probably not. Probably not. He's not like a three-point shooting point guard either, so it doesn't matter. By the way, is Cleveland going to trade Kevin Love? Maybe they just can't because of his contract. Maybe not. So Cleveland's an interesting spot for him.
0: Yeah, if they want to do it. I mean, does anyone in Cleveland care? No one's going to care. They might
1: sell a few more tickets.
0: Maybe a little bit more. If he has one good game, maybe.
1: But again, you don't want him to accidentally win some games for you. Throw him on that Washington trash fire and see if he's like lighter fluid on that
0: fucking trade Otto Porter and then sign Carmelo. And you're like, it's basically the same thing. It's great. It works. I mean, Trevor Ariza is still on the Suns, right? Oh, no, no, no. 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 He just got traded to Washington, right? Yeah, he's on Washington. My bad. Um, Okay. Well, then he'll be behind Trevor
1: Ariza. Yeah. No, you play him at three, four. (laughs) Right. Of course you do. Yeah. Why not? Why not? All right. Carmelo not. He, okay. should, he shouldn't be in the NBA. I mean, he probably isn't in yeah. the NBA anymore. He had. I mean, he, it's pretty young for him to be having this much of a decline over the past couple of years. Right. I, considering his
0: pedigree, I think that's true. I mean, a lot of players are going to, um, you know, not last
1: as long. I mean, he's lasted a really long time. Right. But he's like 34 years old and he was. He is. He was a star. Oh, I mean, he was a star for many years.
0: Borderline superstar. Here's his points per game from his third season on until it stops being interesting. 26 and a half, 29, 26, 23, 28, 26, 25, 23, 29, 27. And then we hit 2014, which is still 24. Then 22, then 22. Then then he goes to OKC. That said, he's never been on very many. He's been on like two good teams his
1: entire career. One New York team won 50 games, one Denver team won 50 games. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't that's make, it. He doesn't make teams better, that's for sure. But, I mean, he was at least an individually good performer, which, which like, now he's not. He was good in college. Yeah. He's, it's pretty young <laughs> for such a decline from a star score. It's true. I mean, you
0: know, he was still averaging reasonable numbers even this year. I mean, he's still scoring 12 points a game. Yeah, I guess so. 13 and a half points a game. I Excuse guess he's me. just not,
1: like... With, Nobody wants him. With the way the NBA now understands the importance of floor spacing and ball movement and stuff. He's just not built for the modern. He can't run the floor at all. He can't like, run
0: the ball. He doesn't play defense. He's yeah. not interested in working very hard. Doesn't get along with teammates. Doesn't want to pass the ball. Doesn't shoot threes. Well, shoots threes, barely a below average three point shooter. Marcus Smart is shooting better from three this year than Carmelo. That's because Marcus is playing pretty well, but still, that's still crazy. Right.
1: All or, right. Forget Carmel. And, okay. he, he's not going to matter. Right. It's over. He does not matter. Right. Good that we spent all this time talking about him. Speaking of somebody who we definitely thought didn't matter, let's talk about Derrick Rose, because we need to talk about Derrick Rose, Jonathan. I guess we do. It's weird that we need to talk about Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is not that old, man. He's 29 years old. Really? Yeah. All right, tell me his numbers. All right, Derrick Rose numbers coming right up. I can't wait to get them to you. <laughs> I'm so excited. I was
0: expecting to get the Derek Rose. I thought you were all locked and loaded right, on those. All right, here's Derrick Rose's okay. season
1: numbers, and this is... As of today. Yes. Great. 19.3 points per game, 4.8 assists per game, three rebounds per game. I
0: mean, Derek Rose was off the scrap heap. essentially. That's that's
1: starting point guard numbers right there.
0: Sure. I mean, 19 points a game. That's, that's just like, you're a good player in the NBA. If you can score 19 points a
1: game, almost always, right? He's shooting 85% from the line. He's shooting 43% from three point range, 43% and 48% field goal percentage. Okay. Let's say he's a really bad defender. It's okay. So Derrick Rose is actually good.
0: I'm super confused by this. Just to give everyone a sense. Last year, he played nine games for Minnesota. He scored 5.8 points a game in 12 and a half minutes. I mean, he, I guess in New York, he played one season and scored a lot, but they were horrible. Minnesota is not good, but you can't blame him for that. You can't hold him accountable in any way for that, right? No. Like what's Minnesota's record? They're 22 and 24. They're probably not going to make the playoffs.
1: He's missed a few games this year, too. But he's he just scored 31 against the Suns. But so yeah. he's only 29. So he's going to be around now for
0: a number of oh, years. He just turned right? 30. Maybe he, he. it's possible he's a he's a good six man kind of a guy. You know, that way, like you don't have to worry about him D'ing up. He'll be D'ing up more guys like bench guys than starters. And uh, he brings points and stuff, brings offense. But. He doesn't pass the ball super well for a point guard, clearly. Like his assists are a little low for point guards. Um, still, it's still amazing that he's doing this. This is, I never would have thought this was possible.
1: It is pretty crazy. I mean, this is a guy who, before tearing his ACL, he did have a year where he averaged 25 points a game, 7.7 assists, 4.1 rebounds, a steal, a block, you know. 85% from the line. He he'd was be, good.
0: He'd be like the 14th best player in the league right now if he was doing that.
1: Yeah, he would be about at, that.
0: Yeah, but you know, at that time, that was MVP. At that, that time, that, that was amazing. No one thought he was the best player in the league, but he won the MVP. And right. Was, whatever. And he
1: had, he had his first four years in the league well, were all really good.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was so fast.
1: Yeah. That crossover.
0: He got so many layups. It was really frustrating. And a lot of players get those now, actually. A lot yeah. of like players, you have know, the slashing, athletic like LeBron, sort of like, yeah. I just dribble and go and... I end up laying it up and it works out. But back then it felt like Derek Rose was the only guy doing that.
1: I mean, yeah. And he's, he was so hyper athletic too. Yeah. I mean, it's not a huge surprise that, you know, with the way, as we said, ACL injuries can be repaired mm-hmm. and people can can come back from them. That a guy that, that, that was that good is actually still good at age 30 after yeah. going through some stuff, you know? Yeah. It's not a huge surprise, although we had all written him off.
0: The surprise is that it took him so
1: long to come back. Yeah, you guess. would think it would have happened three or four years ago yeah. instead of now.
0: Like, he was on the Bulls for a number of years after he came back and really was never that good. Right. And they were kind of glad to get rid of him. And, and that then was, the
1: Knicks, he was not that good. I mean, again. He scored a lot of points,
0: but he wasn't good. No one took him seriously. As you see, like, he scored 18 points a game for the Knicks, and then the next year he barely played for Cleveland and Minnesota. Like... That's telling, right?
1: Yeah. But it seems like he's having a late career resurgence, and, you know, good for him. And the truth is, the Timberwolves are
0: still in the playoff hunt. They're not awful. They're two games under five hundred. They could do this. Towns is playing so much better of late. If Wiggins ever finds himself, which is never going to happen, to be clear, but if he ever finds himself, this team could actually, you know, make the playoffs this year, and next year could actually be okay. But... I mean, are these things going to happen? Derrick Rose is probably a free agent, right? I can't imagine they sign him to more than a one-year deal. And uh, what's going to happen to Derrick Rose? Someone someone else is just going to throw money at him, I guess, right? Not a huge amount, but like a reasonable starting NBA salary of like $12 million a year, right? To sign like two for 24 or something.
1: I mean, is Derrick Rose like the 13th best point guard in the league right now?
0: Is that possible? I don't see how it's possible, but we can try and figure it out. Let's take a moment. It can't be, can it? There's a lot of good point guards, man. All right, let's look at the point guards. Okay. Milwaukee has Eric Bledsoe. I think I'd rather have Eric Bledsoe than Derek Rose. I think you go with Bledsoe. You have to. Lowry on Toronto. You got to take him also. Who is Indiana's point guard these days? Uh, Collison. You take Rose, I think. I think you're right. Philly has Ben Simmons. You take Ben Simmons. Kyrie on Boston. Take Kyrie. D'Angelo Russell on Brooklyn. That's close. You take D'Angelo Russell. Okay. I was trying to be generous. Good. Miami is Goran Dragic. You take him. Yeah. Okay. So we're at so far we got all right. uh, He's not the 13th. Six guys so far. Kemba Walker on Charlotte is seven. John Wall in Washington is eight. We're still in the Eastern Conference. We haven't even looked at the Western Conference yet. (laughs) All
1: right. So maybe he's like the 22nd best or something.
0: But he's a starting level point guard somewhere. Like he's in the top 30 for sure. Right. Yeah. Even that is shocking considering where he's coming from. And he's doing it without
1: tips. He's still doing it without tips. Yeah. Tibbs was his his guy. Yeah. You're so down on D'Angelo Russell. You hate that guy. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. You're, I mean, that's not true. That's from last week, I guess. Last definitely. week you did say he was garbage in the. In tel- and then tel- you told
0: me his numbers, and yeah. I was like, "Wow, I totally take it back." And I've been that way ever since. Why am I down on D'Angelo Russell? Because you've always been down on that guy, and you're mean to him. You know, his voice cracks as much as you do. That's the thing that I don't was like a purposeful about it.
1: crack that time. Yeah, that's believable. It is believable that it happened that time. Joey really six five. Anyway, moving on. Derek Rose is <laughs> yeah. pretty good again.
0: Yeah, let's move so, on. Let's talk about the cool
1: thing that happened, which is. Joel Embiid, Russell oh. Westbrook. Joel Embiid is such, good, such a good thing for the NBA because he just starts shit with everybody.
0: It's not really fair to say he started shit this time, though. You no. saw the play, right? Yeah. So, there, like, Russell Westbrook is driving. For anyone who didn't see it, he's driving. It's a fast-break layup. He, it's him by himself, and Embiid is trailing to try and block the shot. As Westbrook is about to go up, he loses control of the ball and tr- and slips a little bit. So he sort of falls over and Embiid is already up in the air trying to block the shot and sort of lands on him in a hard, in a hard way for sure. Yeah. And his like, forearm even sort of hits uh, Westbrook in the head as they're landing. But it's, I mean, it's all happened so fast. I don't see how Embiid ever was trying to do that. It just sort of happened. And actually, as soon as they hit, he's like reaching out to Westbrook, like looking like he's concerned about him. And then Westbrook loses his freaking mind. I'm sure he got hurt. And so it hurt yeah. a lot. But loses his mind and then Continues to like. It became
1: a whole thing where then after the game they were waving at each other and talking across the court and yelling at each other. And yeah, a reporter asked Westbrook about it, and he said like Are 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 you guys good?" And he's like, "Are are we cool? Fuck no."
0: Yeah, which is actually kind of great. That's what
1: Westbrook said. Yeah, it's a little bit
0: easier for Westbrook because they only see each other twice a year. You know, that's makes it a little bit easier. And beat is humongous. Not a good guy to pick a pick a fight with. Embiid would destroy Russell Westbrook. I don't care how fast or athletic Westbrook is. Yeah, there's no there's no unless saving you hit him in the that. orbital bone. A lot.
1: Yeah, get him right in that orbital. I bone. I mean, is
0: he even gonna, is it going to break? It's it's Joel
1: Embiid. That guy is. It a was truck. recently broken. I'm sure he can re-break. Well, maybe now it's healed. Anyway, do you remember in the playoffs he kept trying to take his mask off and Brett Brown kept like having to catch him taking his mask off and be like, "No, put your fucking mask on, <laughs> Joel Embiid." <laughs> He's a kid, man. Yeah, he's 24. He's not really a kid. Well, in NBA 24. Terms. 24 year olds are dumb. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's true.
0: Uh anyway, so Russell Westbrook kind of lost his mind a little bit because I guess he got hit in the head and wasn't sure, but decided it was on purpose because they yeah. had a little thing before that. Are they've had a little thing for a while, but this escalated tremendously.
1: I think it's a bit of a shame that it's not like a, a Celtics player or mm. a player on another Eastern Conference team that's going to be a rival of the of the Sixers for. Embiid's career, because it would be fun to have that storyline every time those two teams met.
0: It's, it's fun, but at the same, I don't mind like the rivalry and I don't mind like a low level feud, but like, I just never want it to be a thing where the players might be trying to hurt each other. The point, like, I don't want anyone to be like going up for a fast break and be worried that, oh, like Embiid may try and break my leg, right? You don't want the late late 80s
1: back? The what? The the
0: late 80s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, so I'm always a little concerned about stuff like that, but. But if it wasn't that, then absolutely. I want bad blood. I just don't want it to be so bad that it's dangerous for me. Well,
1: anybody. it didn't seem like... Like you said, it didn't seem intentional by Embiid. And, right. I mean, Westbrook, I guess, wanted to attack Embiid, but...
0: Westbrook went out of his way rushing at him and had to be held back multiple yeah. times. Yeah. That's just so dumb. I mean, what does he think he's doing? Yeah. What is he going to do once he gets... He's the dog who's chasing the car. I have yeah. no idea what to do now that I've got this car, because... The is I am six foot four. <laughs> this
1: is a seven foot two person. <laughs> Who
0: weighs, you know, twice as much as I do, maybe, yeah. you know. And is so strong.
1: <laughs> yeah. It seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Anyway, that happened. It's kind of dumb. That's basically it is. It is. Yeah. It
0: is. Maybe he was hoping Steven Adams would come in and save the day. Because Steven Adams is actually the strongest player in the NBA.
1: He is. Yes. Like, he benches the most? Or how, I don't know what's how they, the metric?
0: I just read, I don't know what the metric is, but he's the strongest. So it's probably benches. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, that's shocking to me. Because he's you know so he's thin comparatively to he's a guy re- like Embiid.
1: No, he's not. You you always have these weird perceptions of how people look, and that is not how they look. <laughs> Stephen Adams is not thin. He's thin compared. He, he,
0: M- you don't think Embiid is bulkier than than Stephen Adams? No, that sounds really wrong to me.
1: It's weird that Stephen Adams is stronger than. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's not what weird. Makes it weird. <laughs> what
0: I'm saying is I don't know where you're getting that <laughs> perception. Well, you seem surprised when I said he was strong. stronger. The strongest.
1: Well, it's not a surprise. I, I just like I, I guess I wouldn't know who I would put ahead of him, but I just it's hard to know who. Do you think, think Steven
0: Adams' arms are equivalent to Joel Embiid's arms if they just like? I in don't. Terms of size? I don't know. I don't know about I, that. I feel like Embiid's arms are way bigger. I okay. Maybe I don't know. All right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm sticking to it. Whatever. Who cares? You know another another young big man who came back recently. Who's that? Not not
1: so young really. Boogie Cousins. Boogie Cousins also a guy who you know gets in little feuds every once in a while. Similar to Joel Embiid in that way. Yes. But not, not in the same way,
0: exactly, right? No. Like He doesn't, like, knock people over. A little stuff. bit more finesse in his game in both ways. Mm, nice. Yeah. Boogie Cousins, you know, we're always going to be chasing, that, uh, chasing that, first, that first high with Boogie Cousins, hoping, hoping once again to reach it. But
1: does he actually help a team? Does he make a team better? It's unclear. His stats are always great. You're saying that because the Kings were never good with him and the Pelicans were, we're worse. better without him. Yeah. We're worse when he was playing.
0: Yeah. But his stats are always
1: off the charts off good.
0: the frick points, rebounds, blocks, three point shooting. He can actually pass Assists, the ball. Yeah. He does it all. He's not a great, he's a bad defensive player, yeah. but he's a center. He can actually get away with it a little more than most guys. Anyway, uh, you would think he's a franchise player. His numbers suggest it except for the winning and losing he's going to win this year. Like he's on the warriors.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I have to to imagine he helps the warriors. The warriors are too strong of a, of a core of a team that uh, putting even a, putting a player, even if he's problematic in some way, he's not going to make them bad. He's only going to make them better because he's so good. I, I think you're right. By the way, if he's making them worse, Steve
0: Kerr can just bench him or cut him. What does yeah. he care? Like, they're going to win the title anyway. Yeah, they're not
1: paying him anything anyway. Yeah,
0: they're paying him, like, five million bucks. It does, Like, they, they should cut him as soon as they're worried about it. They should just cut him because right. they don't have to deal with that. They've got Durant and Curry and Clay and Dre. It's fine. Yep. So, but
1: that's the move. fuck, the starting lineup is that and you know, Boogie Cousins now. It's that's so actually unfair. happening
0: now. This It's, this, those, it's, it's insane. They're bringing Iguodala off the bench. And he is actually not in their top five best players anymore now. No. It's kind of sick. When they won 73 games, they only had Clay and Dre and Steph with a coming off the bench. No, and Harrison Barnes was pretty good. Oh, you know what? He was pretty good. You're right. But he's not a star. He was not Kevin Durant. He was nowhere close to Kevin Durant. And I would rather have Boogie Cousins than, uh, than Barnes, too, just from an overall value point it's of view. It's possible that of-
1: Barnes was better for the Warriors system.
0: Maybe. Maybe, although I don't know, Boogie can shoot threes. Also, Bogut was pretty good that year. Yeah, you're right, and he's a good defensive player too. Yeah, uh, and the, I mean the Warriors used to lead the league in defense. You know, now they're mediocre in defense. I think they're 16th in defense this year in the league, but they're first in offense. And you know, they're going to win. Is again. Bogut
1: just out of the league now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So basically, Boogie being back and looking like he actually can still play basketball pretty well, it just makes things more unfair, right? Yeah. They but- have they have a starting lineup that is five all stars. That's crazy.
0: There was um just just to give everyone a sense of how close we were to not having this uh, a number of years ago the Bucks were in trade talks with the Warriors for Steph they had agreed on Bogut for Steph and then Bogut got hurt wow and so and then the um and then the, I think the Bucks ultimately backed out when the Warriors asked for someone else who was um completely reasonable obviously because it's Steph now we yeah know, but it wasn't like a superstar or anything it was just like a pretty good player and uh, the Bucks backed out on it it's like said no. Although, like, Steph probably should have been a buck. Wow. Can you imagine? I mean, we can't. It would just be normal NBA stuff. There's nothing to think about. Like, good players spread out. That's the, how it normally is. Well, ends. if they
1: still had Giannis, it could be insane. Yeah.
0: No, it's true. Steph and Giannis together right now.
1: Would be absurd. That would
0: be like, we'd be like, oh, my God, the birth of a, tr- of a first super team we've seen in a little while now. You yeah. Know? Like, since the heat. Right. Uh, wow. And all that kind of... Like, LeBron maybe is still winning titles instead of just one. Maybe in the last four years, maybe he wins two or three. Maybe. I mean, maybe the Rockets, maybe the Rockets have been running over the league for a little while, you know,
1: that's actually a okay, good, C. that's really a good transition to what I was going to talk about next, actually. Oh, good. Also, maybe Durant doesn't leave, but go on, please. My question is how good are the Bucks for real? Yeah. And I mean this long-term, not oh. just this season. Like, is this the beginning of a real fucking thing where the Bucks are just in, in contention for the Eastern Conference championship every single year? I asked this question because we have a significant sample size at this point in the NBA. Yeah. And the block then the Bucks are plus ten. Yeah. They're that is an incredibly good number. That's a Warriors like number. Correct. Like
0: and the Warriors aren't
1: doing that this year, by the way. Just the Bucks are doing that.
0: The Warriors are 6.6. They're second in the league. Yep. Um I think without question, Giannis alone, and like just a few other reasonable pieces, which they will be able to keep, i.e. Chris Middleton, people like that who are good but not amazing um, is enough for this team to consistently challenge for the Eastern conference supremacy for the next several years. I believe that is true. Giannis is going to get better. By the way, yeah, which is absurd. He's 24. Right. So the next three years, three years from now, he should be he should be at least a few notches better, if not significantly better than he is right now. And if that's true, they may just be the best team in the league, no matter what is with him, give or take. Like like he is essential. He might be like what LeBron has been for Cleveland the last four years, but for Milwaukee,
1: yeah, maybe that good. Chris Middleton is better than anybody LeBron had last year in Cleveland. By the way, better than Kevin Love, I think so. Probably because he actually plays good defense. Yeah, Middleton probably that's averages true. Averages 17.4, 4.1, and 5.7. Yeah, that's pretty darn good. Yeah, as a complementary player to Giannis, and he plays good defense, then, then with Brogdon and Bledsoe, they also have George Hill. I don't know if he's doing anything. I mean, he's at Bro- least okay. Brogdon's averaging 15.5, 3.4, and 4.5. That's what pretty, a second
0: round pick that guy worked out! Yeah, that they? worked out great. It's amazing. And
1: Brooke Lopez has been playing well for them. Yeah. No, he's not going to be part of their long-term plans. I guess he could. He's 30. He's not that old. Here's the question
0: I have. Will people come and play with Giannis because it's Milwaukee? Are they willing to play in Wisconsin? It's cold. It's snowy. It's tiny. That is not, you know, what most of these guys dream. They're the the free agents, I'm saying, of the world. And guys who force trades and stuff like that. They dream of L.A. They dream of Chicago. They dream of New York. They dream of Miami. Right. And then even those, the guys who don't do that, they go to Houston. They go to Boston. Like, Part of it is winning. It's possible if they're good enough, it doesn't matter, and people come anyway, you know? But I'm not... But Milwaukee's so, like... I'm sorry, Milwaukee, but, like, compared to these other cities, it's so much less glitzy. I've been in Milwaukee. It's fine. But it's not, like, exciting to be in Milwaukee, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, um, it's not. it doesn't have a cultural identity even like some right. of the smaller cities do for sure right it's just kind of like a, another midwest city right it's it's a little bit like from the outside uh, perspective looking in i yeah, apologize yeah. to milwaukee people but that's just what it looks no, like no no absolutely yeah. i i hope
0: maybe they wouldn't agree but it feels that way from the outside and i you know i grew up on the east coast and like hartford which was which is not not as big as milwaukee but you know, has an inferior inferiority complex like Boston, which has an inferiority complex to in New York City. Yeah, um, Milwaukee certainly has prob- almost certainly has an inferiority complex to Chicago, right? Where they feel like they're big rivals with Chicago, and Chicago never thinks about them, right? Yeah, Chicago's busy competing with L.A. and New York in right. their mind, right? So that's probably what's going on. Um, but yeah, there's not like no electricity. In Milwaukee. I don't mean they don't have power, but I mean like, no, but nothing, they, no, they haven't gotten that yet. There's no juice in Milwaukee compared. And that's just the way it is. And maybe the bucks change all that. I don't know. But like, I, I'd be concerned because people generally free agents generally don't want to go to Toronto, even when Toronto was good. Frazier didn't
1: go there. Right. And yeah. that was a big concern about the whole Kauai thing. Although maybe he's going to Toronto is like an international city that is yes. monstrous and has like a ton of it's cultural beautiful. relevance. It's and, just cold and, and yeah. not in the U S right. Those are the downsides. The taxes Toronto. are a lot higher actually is a big oh, reason yeah. the players don't want to go there. Mm. But I, th- Oh,
0: that, that's That's a good point. Um, so we we'll, so Kauai is a bit of an experiment. Paul George did decide to stay in OKC, which was great. Yeah. i was so glad to see that. And certainly sometimes teams are able to keep their players, but it's about attracting other guys, like really good players. I mean, the Pelicans got Julius Randle. I'm sure other teams wanted Julius Randle at that price. Yeah. He chose the Pelicans. That's good. Yeah. Right? That's New Orleans, though. New Orleans has way more of an identity than Milwaukee. New by Orleans a lot. has a big time identity. It's also
1: climate wise way better than Milwaukee. Well, maybe, which this maybe this all doesn't matter because what I've heard uh, is. That Giannis has the, like the greatest work ethic in the NBA. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't give a shit about what city is, and he's in. He'd, he'd just like going to his house and going to the gym. And, I'm like, not worried about Giannis staying. Ah, I'm worried about everyone. I'm worried about him getting enough help to actually be a true contender. Okay, I, I hear that. I think they might have saved it by hiring Mike Bodenosler.
0: Mm, that's a good point. I think
1: if they kept going on the path they were going with these traditional shitty coaches who were not using Giannis correctly, and they went into another like 38 to 42 win season. Yeah. Giannis is going to be like, you know what? I'm bouncing. Yeah. yeah. You know, fuck this. But know, now they're 34 and 12. They're mm-hmm. plus 10. They could be the best team in the East. Yeah. They could have... The ten. The next 10 years could be magical for the Bucks. Correct. It,
0: it, I mean, the, I'm interested to see how it goes. The East is just going to be really fascinating for the next 10 years because you've got... These teams, I mean, you have three obvious teams and maybe Indiana is part of this too. I don't know anymore. Yeah. But like the Sixers, the Celtics and the Bucks look like they're going to be good for a really long time. Yep. And they're just going to be battling each other and it's going to be tough because one of those three teams is not going to make the Eastern Conference Finals every year. Right. And it's going to be bitter and brutal for that team and the fans are going to be upset and the players are going to, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how teams recover from that.
1: I mean, Indiana is 31 and 15. They I really, know. They really might be in that conversation. And they have
0: Oladipo, who's not old.
1: And they have Sabonis,
0: who is 22. Who's and Miles also, Turner ain't bad either. Yeah. Like, maybe they can make it work.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Toronto, we don't think, is going to stick like this because... I mean, if Kawhi although, stays... If Kawhi stays and Siakam continues to get better, and maybe, then, then they, maybe they have some. OG and
0: Anubi, baby, let's yeah. do this. Like, maybe, maybe Kawhi is enough with enough good pieces around him and good coaching. Um, Lowry's been pretty good this year. His assist numbers have been off the charts for him, but, um, but really this is all about Kawhi being great. Right. And he's still young enough that if he stays, if he stays, Oh, stay, just stay Kawhi. I'm a Celtics fan. And I'm asking you, the Nets might also have a future, you know? I mean, they don't have any franchise players right now.
1: D'Angelo, you always hate on D'Angelo. You're not going to win a
0: title with D'Angelo All right, as Spencer, your, D- Spencer Dinwiddie. Russell, excuse me. Yeah, right. I mean, these guys are not, you know, a top three player on a Runday championship Hollis team. Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Maybe D'Angelo Russell could still be a top. could be the third best player on a, on a title team, maybe. But, like, they, I, they have I no one close giving, to...
1: He's only 22.
0: You have nobody close to a guy who's going to be like, wow, that guy is a possible all-NBA performer, right?
1: Like, I mean, you need I a guy know. who could. You need a guy who could be that at some point. I don't know if that's fair. Okay. I mean, and I know I'm going to bring this back to Damian Lillard, which is not necessarily that's cool. I do it all the time because we're in Portland. And I'm a Blazers fan, but D'Angelo Russell is 22 years old right now. Right. That is the age Damian Lillard came into the league as he okay. was a four a year four-year college guy. D'Angelo's averaging 19 6.4 assists, 3.7 rebounds at age 22. That's better than Lillard was doing. Um, is it? Lil' King was rookie
0: of the year. Didn't he do like twenty-two and like eight right away? I, feel uh, like I don't know
1: if the other numbers were as good, but we'll look it up real quick. It's at least comparable to Lil' rookie season, I, like, to, so his, if, to his age twenty-two season, which is your point. I know he's had more time with NBA training and stuff to to get better, so you would think he would have gotten better beca- quicker because of the NBA training, right? But also, it's possibly just a bit of a late bloomer with this stuff. Okay, he was considered a bit of a project when he was drafted second overall. I mean, you can make a
0: really reasonable case that the Lakers don't know how to develop young talent because they haven't for years now but the nets do and so this is working out for them yeah. and the nets have lots of pretty good young talent because they know
1: how to develop it that's totally possible right by the way okay then Din- is having a pretty damn good year yeah you know like he's legit but he's not, he's an not a franchise NBA. player I, yeah, agree. Yeah. I agree okay i
0: will grant you Based, uh, you make a really good case it's possible d'angelo russell is still in the franchise player discussion however how often does that come true, do you think? Even based on where he is right now, how, what, what's the likelihood? When and you understand- say
1: franchise player, I need a bit more of a definition. Uh,
0: okay. Um you're a threat to finish at least 13 all NBA each year. So like Kyrie Irving's a great example of this, right? Like he may not finish in the top three, yeah. he, but he's a solid threat. Like this year, I
1: expect him to, I think he did last year. I can't, Oh no, He got hurt. So the guys probably. we always talk about, cause there are teams, but Kyrie Damien level. Yeah. Basically. Those, those yeah, like, right are like the there. bottom level that you're talking. You're a about. top
0: 20 player in the league at least. And you're threatening to be higher. You're threatening to be like top 12. At least I give him 15% to get there. That's a little high for me, but I think 10% is reasonable. Maybe that's even high, but it's it's certainly more than 5%, which is pretty good, I guess, yeah. if you're the Nets, because you gave up basically not... You gave up Brooke Lopez for him, right? Which you didn't care about anyway. Yep. So, okay. But, but like, you know, the Phoenix Suns have DeAndre Ayton and Booker. You right. know, like, they got things to... They got pieces to build around yeah. that, like, the Nets don't have. And, like, most of these teams don't have. Like, Ayton is such a solid piece. And the Nets are actually winning enough that they're not going to have a top... They don't have any shot at Zion. No. Nope. Or, you know, any of the other guys, like... Barrett, oh, Zion.
1: On. Zion made some Redditch. incredible plays last weekend. Incredible.
0: I think Zion is number one in isn't it isn't in the ACC in true shooting percentage and number two in field goal
1: percentage or something. Wow. He also can, he can hit threes, of course. I mean, he can dunk over everybody. He can pass. He, he gets these incredible blocks. Did you see his two-handed block? I didn't. Oh, my God. It's so awesome. <laughs> That's all I can say about it.
0: Zion Williamson, is he just going to come in and make whatever team? he Is he going to be like Luca, Just come in and be great right away, and the team's going to be he, great? I think he is. Tim Duncan did that. Larry Bird did that. Shaq. Shaq did that right yeah. where you come in your team's awful you add this one player and they go from one of the worst teams in the league to a top 10 team in the league to a 55 win team like it almost never happens but is Zion that good like it didn't happen with LeBron he was great but the team wasn't right it's like the team a few more years usually it takes years yeah but a I few mean, guys
1: okay I believe Zion is favorite for rookie of the year next year at the very least Oh, I think everyone thinks yeah that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah all right let's move on to our best bet okay let's get there great all right so there's only uh, one, one game that we can bet on on Tuesday night. Correct. And that's when this is coming out this week. And that is my Portland Trailblazers are traveling to OKC. We don't care about the line. What we care about is the over-under. At least that's what I care about. I, I care about this. that too. What do you got? Well, it's 228. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, think, I think the under sounds pretty good. I like the under. Why do you like it? Well, historically, whenever Lillard and Westbrook get together, also it seems like Westbrook and any good point guard, it becomes kind of a bloodbath and hmm. like a bit of a slowdown game with a bunch of stoppages for free throws and not a ton of threes actually go in and stuff like that. I feel like it's going to be like a slow paced kind of people are going to take elbows to the head type of game. Oh,
0: huh. that's a yeah. good, that's good. Um, the fact that uh, Westbrook took that really hard fall ah. yesterday plays into it a little bit for me too. Like he got hit in the head really hard. Yeah, he seemed fine afterward. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know that could have a slight if if it has any impacts at all, it's going to help the under. And if it doesn't, then the then, you know, then it doesn't hurt the under. So that's something. Um, Also, OKC is I mean, that's a lot of points. 220 is just a lot of points and it's not easy to get there, you know, so I like the under also. I don't have great reasons for it. Honestly, I like your reasons better than mine. Um but I was I was down on the under two since we have to pick something. I mean, you know how you're
1: talking about how Steven Adams is the strongest player in the NBA. Yeah. Nurkic is pretty strong too and they both bang a lot in the middle too. Like they're gonna they're gonna just gonna get in fights and shit and it's it's gonna be like an eighties style game, I like. I mean feel Paul
0: like. George is a great defensive player. He's gonna yeah. make it hard on whoever he's D'ing up. Yep. Aminu's pretty good defensively as well. Aminu's so vice versa. Really good, yeah. So he's gonna so Paul George is gonna have just free reign to go crazy. It should be it should be a tough game and 228 sounds a little high. Yep. That's our bet. Great. And we're done.